Fantasy Draft. The only rake-free daily fantasy site brings the heat again with a $750,000 guaranteed rake-free contest, the Hooters Main Event. This is the largest and only rake-free contest of its kind you will find for Week 3. And remember, only on Fantasy Draft are 100% of entry fees paid to contest winners. Sign up at FantasyDraft.com with referral code FFP and you'll get a free 7-day trial membership. Voidware prohibited. Must be 18 or older. The trio behind Fanball's original pants party in the mid-2000s have reunited for insightful fantasy football advice, entertaining analysis, and a few dated comedic cultural references. Let's put our pants on. Absolutely. Stay here for lineup help, free agent recommendations, DFS advice, and everything else you need to win your league and run with the big dogs. Resurrecting what was once greatness. This is the Fantasy Football Party Podcast, featuring Sport Radar's Bo Mitchell and John Tubi. Now, here's Anthony Maggio. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time it is, wherever you are, it is week three of the NFL season, unless you're listening to this way beyond uh, its expiration date, in which case, go to next week's episode. Uh, but for the rest of you who are here on time, hi, happy week three. John Tubi, Bo Mitchell, Anthony Maggio here with you. Could they put us in the, in the refrigerator could so we a... could last past our expiration date? Yeah. It I mean, could be a best of episode. We don't even know it yet. It'd be just a, <laughs> Every like episode. A, a classic episode that people just go back to. For those reruns when we're unavailable. Yeah. For, for the <laughs> how much would that be football and how much would that just, just be movie quotes and bad well, jokes? How much of our show is anyway, really? <laughs> well, we are here at JL Beers in Burnsville, as we are wont to do on Wednesday nights at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. We, we want to do it more often, but yeah. that's the only night the, they let us that's know. That's true. We have well, and isn't it today National Cheeseburger Day as it we record this? It's I'm a en- holiday. I'm enjoying one right now here at uh, work. at JL Beers. Actually, the pork belly patty. Does that count? Is that a bur- burger is there still? Che- is there cheese nope. on it? Yeah, there's cheese on it. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, it's real good. And I'm enjoying the last of the uh, Tin Whiskers creamsicle ale, which is delicious. I don't actually is it an ale? Yeah, I don't even know. You fried that keg, didn't yes, you? Yes, I did. I, Not I at all. He slayed it. He slayed Not it. That's what yourself. they do here. They, they do. slay the keg. They, they do. Only the special ones you get like a shirt or something for. Yeah, Tin Whiskers Cream School. Very good. I'd have to hit that up uh, at an, at the that location at some point or find that one at the uh, at the old store. Anyway. I'm, I'm drinking a clown shoes, bro. <laughs> I think it's the uh, bro is short for what? Uh, clown question, la, la Bestia Furicio. Ah, and there's nice. a lot of Spanish words, and I know that there's rum involved, and it has a double-digit um, alcohol percent by volume. Oh, we better content. get going Perfect. on this show. And it show. comes in the little round glass, <laughs> All right, so we know I'm good to go. Keep it moving. I'm All right. order a cheese formage. Well, we've got now. immediate going to escalate quick. Formaggio. Formage is cheese. Formaggio. Order something formaggio. Bring me cheese. Mm-hmm. It's well, amazing. I, I wanted a shoe with cheese on it. Oh. So was All right. Well, we've got immediate regrets coming. Uh, some news. Talk about whatever. And uh, some 50-50. So let's begin with regrets. The Party Podcast now continues with... I immediately regret this decision. Let's find out what moves Maggio, Mitchell, and Tubi feel remorse over... Who, uh, who wants to go first for regrets today? Anybody? I can regret. All right. Um, you know, we're two weeks in. going to regret that drink pretty soon. No. <laughs> oh, oh, hell no. <laughs> hell to the no on that. Um, I, I, two weeks in, I'm looking at the Chiefs and thinking, man, I, I didn't want to pay up for Mahomes or, or Kelsey. I, wasn't buying the hype on Damian Williams? No. I've got what the kids call FOMO. 
fear of missing out. That's that's mm-hmm. what my teenage daughters tell me. It's not even the fear of it anymore. You're just missing no, out. No, I am, I am yeah. missing out. The only chief I had was, was a hide, and he got traded. So uh, my my teams are chief-free. Ooh. Um, so I, I, I'm kind of regretting that decision. Tell right? me you don't have any dolphins, shares of dolphins. Uh, I, the Kenyan I, Drake apologist I, with I no do, dolphin shares? I do shares? have a Kenyan Drake. And so you, <laughs> you have shares of dolphins and zero I, shares of chiefs. I do have one <laughs> Nicole Hardman share okay. in, a, in a dynasty league. So, it is not ideal. Um, no, not. <laughs> not. You're doing it wrong. Not great, Bob. Uh, I will say that uh, I did load up on some Lamar Jackson, so that's that's getting me through right. these first couple weeks. But that works. Yeah, I next year I think I'm going to be overpaying for uh, the the <laughs> flavor of the day. So put put that in the vault. Bring that out on our best of uh, volume 19, and we'll be ready next week. Yes, and we're talking about don't overpay at auctions. Tubi's going to be over there. Take my money. <laughs> my, my home's 52. <laughs> Sir, you had the last bid at 40. I don't care. <laughs> Bidding myself up. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Bo, you want to you want regrets? Yeah, I'll uh, regret something about the team that played against the Chiefs last week, uh, the Oakland Raiders. Um, I had too many shares of Derek Carr in DFS last week, and that cost me some money. I thought it would be a shootout with the Chiefs, and, and for that game script reason, I figured, you know, there's going to be some usable Raiders uh, – headed by the passing game. I like Terrell Williams, like Darren Waller a lot. Yep. Uh, Derek Carr was still Derek Carr. I mean, they had us fooled in week it, one. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it doesn't always mean whenever a team plays against the Chiefs, it doesn't always mean the other team's going to have to get into a right. track meet with them and and bombs away and throw 50 times. And no, it, have, it means they have numbers. to. It just means they, they might not be yeah. capable of. Yeah, and in this case, <laughs> Derek Carr is an example of that. It's uh, it's He was a gamble in a tournament format, uh, but there are safe, safer gambles to take yeah. in DFS purposes, uh, kind of just above the tier where Carr is at, I think, for uh, future reference. If you want to differentiate your team in a tournament format, uh, I think I reached a little too far. It really makes me wonder because Patrick Mahomes looks straight up bored. Like they put up, they <laughs> they scored was. four touchdowns so fast in that second corner, and it was almost like they're looking at that sideline, like you guys can keep trying, or should we just call this? <laughs> yeah. And the Raiders like uncle, and then Mahomes like, all right, we'll just we'll play the play out the string yeah, here for the next the quarter. They they'd scored in every quarter of what the last like wasn't it twenty two games, and then they didn't score in the first quarter and. The announcers were like, well, that's the first quarter. Pat. And then before they could even finish it, <laughs> yeah. first play of the second yeah. quarter, they're in the end zone on their <laughs> way to kidding. four. Yep. <laughs> yeah. My uh, Well, my regrets, Chiefs related, too. We've got the Chiefs trifecta here because um, we talked up Nicole Hardman in the show last week. Um, you know, and certainly I liked him as a, as a plug-and-play, as a cheap DFS option. I, you know, I was, I was all aboard that. But, you know, in season long, he still was kind of just thinking about him as like a you know, wide receiver three or flex type. And really, it should have just been an easy start decision. Like, I ended up playing Chris Thompson over him in a moment of san- insanity. Mm. Um, it, it, I would have lost either way, so it didn't cost me anything. But, you know, as I was looking at that, you know, I was like, well, it's PPR league. And, you know, I felt like Hardman was not going to be a high-volume guy. But just the, the odds of him having a big day versus the odds of Chris Thompson having a big day, I should have been shooting for upside. As I noted, I lost that matchup. Mm-hmm. And based on the way my roster was set up, that, that should have been a, an aim high for me in that position, and I didn't do it. So um, that's my bad. I regret that. I'm sorry, Nicole. Aim better. I'll aim better next time. Bo, I'll aim to the uh, Channel Score News Desk. What do you got? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? 
I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Well, we've got a ton of, of news this week. Uh, a lot of it concerning quarterbacks. Uh, let's go through these quickly, and then we'll, we'll let you guys start uh, doing your analysis. Drew Brees, we know, is out six to eight weeks with that thumb injury. Ben Roethlisberger, done for the season with that elbow injury. Cam Newton, the foot injury is back, and the Play 60 kid isn't here to save him. Uh, for the that Panthers. kid's got to be close to NFL age now, right? He's getting there. He's, he's got to be at least in college, right? Yeah. Uh, Sam Darnold, mono, targeting a week five return. His replacement, Trevor Simeon. Floppy ankle. Floppy foot, yep. So we got Luke Falk starting, and David Fales was signed on Wednesday. Daniel Jones named the starter for the Giants. The G-men finally, uh, finally admitted what we most of us kind of knew all, all right. along, that Eli... Probably wasn't a good idea to bring him back. He's already on the bench. Michael Gallup, knee injury, meniscus tear two to four weeks. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Dallas Goddard, all battling injuries for the Eagles. Devin Singletary has a hamstring that everybody needs to keep an eye on because, man, he's looked good. And uh, Antonio Brown getting into uh, more issues again this week. We've had a few... uh, uh, more allegations brought against him. The NFL interviewed one of his accusers uh, for like a full day earlier this week. And then we had this uh, this doctor story later in the week where he apparently owes a doctor a whole bunch of money and at some point farted in his face. So uh, I don't even. You didn't even hear that story? I don't, no, I heard it. I mean, oh. I don't even know how to. <laughs> it just yeah. What? Just we'll shake our head at Antonio. Pro- <laughs> just know that. We think he's available for this Sunday. The NFL hasn't come down and ruled him out yet. So monitor the situation, and uh, it might not last a lot longer because there could be could be some suspensions well, and or it, some uh, the the commissioner's exempt list or some sort of yeah, punishment coming. This was out probably here. some specialist if you're farting in people's faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was Especially, whole you know this was a whole lot easier when he was a Raider to just say sell high, get out of the Antonio Brown yeah. game, but now he's like. The wide receiver one. Oh, you think all so? Of, of all Brady receivers was gunning passes right. at him the entire <laughs> like He played like half. less than thirty percent of the snaps and still had like twenty seven percent target share. So, yeah. Gosh, I, uh, I'm I, a, I don't know, man. I think I think I'm more holding and praying right now with Antonio Brown than I am trying to sell because of the upside. On a, and it's I, I know that it's probably not going to go well. Yeah, talking the doctor certainly it didn't go well for him or her. <laughs> um, okay, enough about Antonio Brown. The quarterbacks are the big news here. Let's start with Drew Brees. What are you What are you guys thinking? What are we doing with our Saints? I think Latavius Murray uh, is the big winner there. Latavius, I, they've been transitioning to a running team, and I, I think the see where you're going with this. It's just more opportunities for him. You know, maybe another. Three to five touches, maybe at the goal line, Teddy or Taysom or Archie Manning or whoever they bring out mm-hmm, to play quarterback because mm-hmm. Sean Payton's being so coy with us. You know, it's it's not necessarily going to be the jump ball to, to Michael Thomas or, or the yeah. whatever Drew Brees is throwing. Up. So I think he's he's the guy that I would on the sly try to pick up. Yeah, if, I, if I'm there's not too a benefit panicked about the Saints. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. You know, in the way a rising tide lifts all boats, Drew Brees going down for six week, weeks is a lowering, falling tide. So I, I do yeah. think that the, as a whole, you know, your Saints weapons are 
less potent, less effective. Um, Latavius could, you know, it might come out in the wash there where it's all about even for where he was at, maybe a little bit better. But yeah, you're, it's, it's not like the way the distribution was there. You're still going to start Michael Thomas. You're still going to start Alvin Kamara. You'd use Latavius as you were going to. Mm-hmm. The rest of those receivers, you were only throwing darts at on a week-to-week basis and anyway. Jared Cooks looked awful, <clears throat> by the way. Yeah, I had high hopes for him coming into the season as a top ten, maybe top eight tight end, but he's looked downright bad. And well, that this doesn't help. A mess anyway. This I mean, he's still help. right up there as a potential start-worthy player, just because who the heck else are you going to start? Yeah. So yeah, um, and with Breeze, I mean, you're hanging on to him if you can. Certainly, it's only going to be hopefully six weeks until he's back. Yep. But uh, yeah, you've got to you've got to piece things together. So I think that leads us to the Ben Roethlisberger news and the Eli Manning news because now the waivers have already run by the time folks have listened to this. Yep. So, you know, you either picked up Daniel Jones or you didn't. or um, Mason Rudolph. Yeah, same thing with Mason Rudolph. Let's just say, though, you know, you're in a shallow enough league where those guys are floating out there or, you know, they can be acquired in trade. Both of these players are expected to play the rest of the season, barring injury. Would you rather be starting? Rudolph or Daniel Jones right now? Or what, who'd, you, who'd you rather have for the balance of the season? I think I'd go with Rudolph. I, I'm not, Better weapons around him. Yeah, I, I think you saw with, with Juju, he still had twice Giants the targets. Giants have a pretty good running back. Yeah. And, yeah, Daniel Jones can turn around and hand off to Saquon with the best one. Maybe he starts incorporating a little bit more. They haven't, they haven't really used him like a receiver like they did right. last year. So maybe get that into the game plan as well, especially – with a young quarterback, mm-hmm. the the typical things you look for with a young quarterback are tight ends over the middle and, mm-hmm. and dumping off to backs, and that's where the Giants, if of the pass catchers they have, their two mm-hmm. best ones are their running back and their tight end. So there's Did, some upside to Jones. I don't know that either of them is a QB1 the rest of the way. Right. If I have to throw a dart, I'm probably throwing it at Mason Rudolph. Speaking of Giants receivers, just uh, and, and I agree with that, uh, but speaking of Giants receivers, it's uh, time to pick up Golden Tate. I think uh-huh. uh, he's, he's going to be coming back from suspension in a few weeks now. And there's going to be, I mean, if Daniel Jones shows us anything this, this Sunday, that that looks better than Eli, which won't take much. Yeah. It's a low hurdle to clear. Uh, Tate's got that four game suspension. When he comes back, I, yeah, I could see him being his security blanket in yeah. a hurry. Dan, I mean, Jones can do things with his feet that we don't expect Mason Rudolph's going to be able to do. Um, I certainly would rather play. By the Jones. way, don't don't type in Golden on on Twitter, and and or, and, and, stop. And, and and stop there and, and hit and press <laughs> enter because you, 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 you won't it won't automatically go to Golden Tate. Pro go tip. ahead, sorry to interrupt. No, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say I would rather start Daniel Jones than Teddy Bridgewater. I think is that yes. hot takey or no? No, not I don't think so. Not at all. <clears throat> well, around Minnesota, it might be because we're all yeah. still he's partially one of us, and we yeah. expect big things, especially. Excuse me. Since it was the Saints that yeah. uh, that grabbed mm-hmm. him, and we hate the Saints, but yeah. Jones at least looked decent mm-hmm. this preseason when we've seen him play. <laughs> right. and, and Teddy's in his showing last week mm-hmm. left a little to be desired. He did. I, but, so in that regard, it's probably hot take. It is, I guess. But I mean, at the top of the heap, size. at the top of the heap is still Mason Rudolph because yeah. Um, yeah. the the weapons. He actually looked. I, what was that? Was that last week or two weeks ago? I was talking about the demise of the Steelers' offense and how they were may, they were going to bounce back, but yeah, they're not to I the point where was that last week? I think it, it was just last week. week. And Roethlisberger, before he got hurt again, 
was looking poor. You know, I didn't. I had another like hours worth of stats I could have talked about. You know, Roethlisberger's decline, and I I think that you know Mason Rudolph at his best isn't going to be anywhere near Ben Roethlisberger at his best. But with the way Ben was playing and the way we what we saw in a brief look of Mason Rudolph, yeah, I don't think that the gap is quite as big as you know one might have thought that you know coming into the season it would be. I don't you know I don't think he reaches peak Ben certainly, but he can keep. All of those receivers valuable. Hopefully Dante Moncrief goes away um, because that Dante Moncrief was the only the reason why Rudolph had an interception to begin with. That's exactly what I was going to say. The best stat that Mason Rudolph had was one target to Dante Moncrief. I th- <laughs> didn't he have ten the week before? He did. Like, yep. No need Dropped to throw to them. Yeah. And it was. It was totally yep. his fault, the interception. It was not only, you know, not mm-hmm. just knock it down, not just drop it. No, let's mm-hmm. bat it up in the air so it can be picked off. Yeah, I, I didn't have any quarterback needy teams, um, but I still put in some reasonably high bids on Mason Rudolph and got him uh, in, in one league. Uh, that's a super flex league because, yeah, I'm with Tuvi. I don't think he's going to be a, a QB1, you know, the, you know, a top 12 quarterback the rest of the way. I wouldn't be shocked if he's in the top 15 or 16 when the dust settles. And that'll come in handy in super flex leagues uh, during the bye weeks for sure. Yeah. Bye weeks. And, and if we're down this many quarterbacks two weeks into the season, yeah. there's more coming. You, you feel true. safe now. Well, yeah, may speaking not of which, we have more quarterbacks to talk about here. Uh, Cam Newton and the, and the Jets situation. Two, two separate <laughs> issues there. Yeah. Cam Newton's situation the trade. and then the Jets situation. I mean, with the Jets right now, can you? I mean, well, this week you can't start any of their receivers against uh, New England. And that defense, um, and you're certainly not starting the quarterback. What do you do with Le'Veon Bell this week? Uh, you still start horrible him. game script, and uh, he's probably still going to be targeted 14 times. Yeah. And so, and well, he was playing hard. Yeah, he's, he caught 10 of them, I think, the other yeah. night. He's going to. I mean, he's the only thing they got going. I think he's going to get fed, and he might be the only Jet worth rostering, other than by week filler and and streaming sort of things. Right now, Chris Herndon agree. is still out there on some waiver wires, could be jumping back in pretty soon. Uh, let's jump over to Cam. The worst two-game rushing stretch of his career, of, of his entire career, every game he's played, he's never finished with negative yardage, which he did in week one, mm. and he had zero yards in week two. Mm. And this is a guy who leads the NFL in third and fourth and short, so two yards or less, yeah. first down since he entered the league. They need a touchdown to win the game on fourth and goal. He's, what, in the slot on the right side? He's a decoy? Yeah. Something's not right with Cam. I'm I'm incredibly yes. worried. I, I one of our listeners uh, had a question today. Do I drop Cam for Josh Allen this week? And I liked Cam coming into the year, but I'd rather have Josh Allen. I feel a lot more comfortable about Josh Allen the rest of the way. It's breaking down. Last year it was the shoulder. Now it's that foot. I mean, it could be easy to make that case. Uh, it seems like a easy story to tell <clears throat> that you know all the running, all the shots that he's taken the first however many years yeah. of his career, they're starting to take their toll. Yep. Josh Allen is sort of the poor man's Cam Newton, just in the way he plays and what it, you know his skill sets. And yeah. So I, probably going to run for a touchdown and throw for at least one every yeah. week yep. and get you some yards. And we'll talk a little more Josh Allen later. We had a couple more guys to get to. Uh, you know what? I'm sure Michael Gallup's out. Um, what was it four to six weeks? Two, two to four two weeks. To four probably weeks. meniscus tear. <clears throat> And uh, that's important this week because they're playing Miami. So yeah, we'll we'll talk start. We'll have a start your Cowboys section later in the show. I'm as a, as a veteran of meniscus tears. I'm 
I'd be a little surprised if it's only two weeks, but we yeah. shall see. Uh, then uh, the Eagles situation with Alshon Hurt, uh, Deshaun Jackson's probably out a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goddard, and, uh, Goddard has the calf injury again, so does, so does Alshon. Uh, so that uh, leaves the cupboard kind of bare for Eagles receivers. There's a guy in there that I like we'll talk about in 50-50 that's uh, mm-hmm. neither a wide receiver nor a tight end, but could be falling into some of those targets oh and i'll talk nelson aguilar a little later as well we won't mow that lawn but zach Ertz goes from and he was already a top five tight end now he's basically number two three maybe if you want to argue mark andrews but i mean kittle hasn't done a lot in his last couple weeks great blocking yeah kittle's a phenomenal blocker but uh andrews is a great Ertz just has the the target share there as long as goddard is out and certainly if even if just one of the two elshon and djax are out but you can make a case even for uh, Art, is it Artega. How do you say? I know it's not Artega Whiteside. It's like Artega Whiteside. JJ Artega Whiteside. Artega, yeah. You get a, he he even got some run last week. Hard C or soft? Soft. It's got to be. It's, it's probably something soft crazy. I mean, so are are the J's at the beginning? Is it yay yay? Yay yay. Oh, it's it's got to be yay yay. And then, uh, well, another guy we're going to um, note. Uh, his backfield mates a little later, but Devin Singletary uh, dealing with a hamstring yeah. injury, and we're not sure. Because of course, the nineteen-year-old kid gets hurt and. Brinker, who's got socks older than Devin Singletary, <laughs> keeps on going. All right. So let's, let's uh, before we talk about whatever, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, Fantasy Labs because I've been all up in that Fantasy Labs every single day playing, uh, using it to help me set some tournament lineups in baseball. I actually had one. I was in first place in a tournament last night for a while, but uh, – um, th- thanks to Fantasy Labs getting me uh, is it Gavin Biggio and his Biggio. hitting for the cy- yep. cycle last night. But, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on there every weekend uh, setting my, my lineups all across the industry. You know, they, they help you out on Fantasy Draft and, and, of course, all the other big-name sites as well. And, I mean, whether you're building your own model or using their pro models, using their player prop tools or the Vegas spread tools they have in there, it's just... Um, down the days till hockey season. Yeah. It, they're... I honestly just tweet at us and ask us what you want to know about it because we have nothing but the highest of praise for Fantasy Labs and the tools that, um, you know, help us be a better DFS player. And right now you use that code 10OFF, so it's 10OFF, and that gets you $10 off a trial membership at Fantasy Labs. So you can go in there, poke around, see what it's all about, and see how it can help you be a better DFS player. Bo, I, or, uh, I want to start with two weeks. I'm excited. I want to know what he wants to talk about since it's not on our sheet. It's whatever. It's going to be a surprise. Well, I don't know if you guys have seen this on Twitter, but there's actual talk in Hollywood about remaking The Princess Bride. I mean, <laughs> talk inconceivable. I, mean, there's just, I think we you, used to actually have that as a drop. You cannot remake that movie. There's just no way you could cast that movie. It's just Agreed. can't happen. And, and speaking of old... Um, <laughs> I'm appreciating the greatness that is Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, back-to-back 100-yard games in this new up-tempo Arizona offense. You know, I've been historically prone to sticking with the old guys a little past their sell-by date because they tend to be cheaper in auctions and drafts. And yeah. Most people are ready to move on from, you know, I think of Eddie George. I think of Tiki Barber. You, you, lots think, of of the, guys. you think of them a lot. Well, I think of Eddie George a lot. There's, <laughs> there's various no stages of undress, no doubt. Um, and you know, you're not going to go out and, and pry Larry Fitzgerald away from somebody right now because I think he's going to have a Larry Fitzgerald type of season. I mean, the, the numbers he's putting up with the uh, the actionable item that Maj is forcing me to shoehorn <laughs> into my whatever comments. In addition, I've been threatening him with a shiv yeah, this whole yeah, time silently. Um, 
this Kishon Johnson is legit, and, and I think this offense is legit just on sheer volume and number of attempts. I mean, the only quarterbacks in NFL history to throw for 300 yards in their first two games, Cam Newton, who up until now, so yeah. for eight years, was pretty dang good, and Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray's not going to take the shots, probably, that Cam took. So I, I like this Keyshawn John. I know they've got some other more draft capital invested in some of the guys that, that got hurt, but Johnson's looked really good yeah. in the first couple games, and uh, the, I think he's a dynasty grab and, and will definitely sure. be in yeah. the rotation as far as a, a, a every week uh, or, or a, you know, a bye week type of plug-in uh, guy in uh, regular, regular teams. I would be... Like a hundred percent, all aboard with you on that. If his snap share hadn't gone down so drastically last week, it was actually Demir Bird that was third on the team by a long shot in snaps after Fitzy and uh, and Kirk. But I'm with you in that. I love the talent, and you know, they that that's a guy. As soon as they got him, they were excited that you know what, this is an under the radar dude, and we think he fits this offense, and everything clicked right away. So, as far as being a dynasty target, uh, I'm a hundred percent on board. And maybe it all goes back to where it was in, in week one uh, next week, and that would be great news. But to your point with Fitzgerald and uh, with Kirk, they are number one and number two in the league in snap rate out of the slots because there are two slots in Arizona because mm-hmm. they run 10 personnel four wide. So uh, it is a it is definitely an offense you want to uh, be investing in, especially while that defense is going to keep them in shootouts. Bo? Uh, we got a question on Twitter uh, just a few days ago from uh, Luke Langkammer, fan of the show, uh, asking. We're a fan of Luke. Uh, asking a, he, he was proposing a uh, trade to get Kamara and uh, trying to take advantage of a Saints owner who was uh, crying in his beer after the loss of Drew Brees this past weekend and trying to buy low an Alvin Kamara. And uh, I think we all we're on board with that he was given up a decent chunk in return but you kind of have to but i like the thought of buying low on kamara or even michael thomas at least trying to right now especially if you've got an owner who's uh uh who who's lamenting the loss of drew Brees, and that got me to thinking you know drew Brees isn't going to be gone the whole season and neither is sam darnold who i liked a lot coming into the season uh, in, in New York. Somebody else likes Sam so, Darnold a lot, too. So, <laughs> Bo, are you sick? I'm a little worried now. A little sore. I'm not going to drink any more beer out of your glass. Really tired. Uh, so, these guys are going to be back. Darnold says he's going to be back week five. Uh, Breeze is going to be back in, in, probably mid-season. I thought it was after their well, bye. Be, well like before the fantasy nine. playoffs. Long and short of it is... There are guys on both these teams, especially the Saints, obviously, that might not be bad to check in with their owners to see if you can buy low on these guys right now. If you have the roster that can sustain you over the next month or whatever mm-hmm. it is over these bye weeks here, and then set yourself up with some big guns for the playoff run. Now, the Saints guys are obvious. The Jets, though, don't forget um, – you know, I, I love. I really like Darnold and Robbie Anderson coming into the season. You got to remember their schedule weeks nine through fourteen. Let me repeat it for you here: the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, the Raiders, the Bengals, and the Dolphins again. It's a good schedule. That's a really, really soft schedule, and um, a guy like Robbie Anderson might be free right now, and Darnold might be floating around on your mm-hmm. waiver wire. And uh, these guys, don't 
throw in the towel or overlook these guys yeah. just yet. There, there could be some value there uh, the second half of the season. Le'Veon Bell can be on that list, too, because yeah. he is going to probably have very a good. few. I mean, he is going to be a very inefficient running back these next few weeks. Yeah, he's not going to have um, a lot of fun against the Patriots. Right. And, but, uh, and, and, and that so, second half schedule there, and I mean, the Bengals are horrible mm-hmm. against the right. They're just. Yeah. Well, there's, 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 some, there's some moves there to be made. I, I'm glad we're talking trade moves here because I want to talk about Lamar Jackson. He's been yes. good. Been real good. Um, good things. So he he's he, been on my bench the first two weeks in one of my leagues. What? I have, Patrick, <laughs> well, I think I have Pat Mahomes. Oh. That walks right into the point. <laughs> it that really Raj does. Made. Yeah. Um, so if you're in a super flex league or a two quarterback league, obviously this does not apply. You are reaping the rewards of this found money in Lamar Jackson, and uh, you know you're you're riding this wave as long as it goes. Um, but if you're in a one quarterback league. He is almost undoubtedly the second quarterback you drafted, um, if you drafted two quarterbacks, that is. And his MFL ADP after August 1st was QB 14. Now it's really QB 13 because Andrew Luck got hurt or uh, retired, excuse me, um, in there. Um, so there were 12 quarterbacks that went ahead of him. Now, you're not trading, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, if you took Drew Brees, if you took Cam Newton, if you took Jameis Winston, those are all guys that went over him, right? So disappointing slash injured guys. But that leaves another nine dudes. You've got Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, Tom Brady. Now, some of these guys have performed better than others. I mean, the disappointments in that group certainly are Jared Goff and and Baker Mayfield to an extent, um, and heck, Carson Wentz maybe a little bit yeah. as well, you know, whereas Mahomes obviously still his his same self as last year. Tom Brady, just as good as ever. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson, great game one, not a, not so great game two. But as you're looking at that list of quarterbacks and thinking either, you know what, they're doing exactly what I drafted them to do, or it's someone who is underperformed, but I drafted them for a reason, are you – making the most of Lamar Jackson's current value and trading Lamar Jackson? Or are you hoping that the name value of a Baker Mayfield, a Matt Ryan, or Carson Wentz will get you close or enough in return that you can you stick with Lamar Jackson and you take what you can get somewhat selling low on one of those other guys? I'm trading the name value guy. Yeah, well, uh, I, 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 I would like I would like for Baker Mayfield if I had him and Lamar Jackson, I would like for him to have at least one flashy game under his belt where he puts up some nice numbers, and then I'm then I'm gonna not just field offers for him, but I'm gonna throw offers out there and put him on the table, uh, so I'm not quote unquote selling low on him because of his disappointing start. But in general, I'm with you. I would rather. I I don't want to trade away Lamar Jackson right now and sell, well, yeah, high, who would, sell right? high. I you know <clears throat> under the sell high theory, sure, but uh, I don't know that it's going to get lower. It's he's let's he's <clears throat> on a hell of a pace here, and I don't think he's it's going to fall off. Two, I was going to make a point, but two, do you have, you want to add on that at all? No, I'm waiting okay. for your point. Then I can <clears throat> jump all over. The uh, he's just pointing. Turning back, yeah, I'm not even just pointing. Uh, turning back the clock to our uh, second podcast and two of you and I talked schedules um, early season schedules I talked about the easy schedule you talked about the difficult ones there were two teams in particular um, on my early season schedule list one the Dallas Cowboys and things are going well 
in Dallas. They sure are. The other one, um, one that's worked out really well is Baltimore at Miami versus Arizona now, you know, at Kansas City. And my, Miami and Arizona's defenses are every bit as bad, if not worse, than we thought they were going to be. That's to, I'm not taking I – wa- I want to know – I'm not taking away from anything Lamar Jackson has done on the field because the tape he's laid down, he has looked like a much – better quarterback not than bad last for a running year. back yeah yeah you know the accuracy uh he, he's showing an accuracy unlike anything we yeah. saw out of him last year so that changes the that changes the game for him right um that said things will not be as easy and and even if you think he's as good as he's looked i'm sure you will both say that the average of his final 15 games here he's going to play is going to fall somewhere below his averages in these first two games. So it's a matter of how far how far down that goes. And with all of the injuries that we've talked about, there are desperate teams out there that need quarterback help. And Lamar Jackson, if you were yeah. to dra- redraft today, I'll bet he goes as QB2. Yeah, he, he'd be, he would be way up there. And, you know, I wouldn't rule it. If, if there's a desperate team that comes to me and just, you know, knocks my socks off with a, uh, an offer from Lamar Jackson and I still have Baker Mayfield on my team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet Lamar. I'd have, he, I'd have to consider it. Baker Mayfield doesn't fetch you a wide receiver one or an RB one. I think Lamar Jackson might. You know, if he does, yeah. uh, then I, I might consider yeah. that. Although he gets the Bengals twice. I don't think Minka Fitzpatrick right. is the cure-all for a Steelers defense that's looked not that good. Yep. And I don't think Cleveland's defense, other than, wow, they shut down the Jets and their mm-hmm. fourth-string guy off the street at quarterback. Yeah. I'm not too impressed with that defense. So there's there's still points to be had for Lamar. There there absolutely are. And I don't want, I'm not trying to take anything away from what he's done or what he's going to do. It's just a simple matter, you know, just looking at the math and looking at the, looking at the odds here. I understand it. The... The wide receiver landscape has opened up quite a bit. Just, you know, there have been the John Rosses and Marquise Browns of the world. There's been a lot, DJ Chark, a lot of players out there. So that, that, that pool is, uh, you know, you basically, do you even want to trade for a wide receiver too because of the guys you can gamble on and maybe fall into something? But the running back landscape, um, I mean, even if you got a, and I'm, I'm trying to think of a name, a Chris Carson, you know, as a running back high-end running back too that they say if you've got baker they say no i don't want baker but i'll give you carson for lamar and you need and that improves your your running back game if that if that brings you from devin singletary to chris carson and then you just got to start baker instead of lamar i'm trying to figure out where this sort of this line is because there have got to be plenty of people in this situation trying to figure out what do I do with this excess I have at quarterback? Well, I've, I've got Mahomes and, and Lamar Jackson in a in a league in a one where, quarterback league where he can only start one, and uh, he's not helping you I, on your bench. I, I haven't gotten any offers yet, but uh, I really need a wide receiver in that league. And uh, now that the waivers have run for that league, I'm gonna I'm gonna start looking around tomorrow to see if there's anybody that really really needs a quarterback and uh, has maybe excess wide receivers. And that, this is a league where you, you have to start three, and you can start like six wide receivers. Sure. So, okay. um, that's the sort of situation I'm sure that I'm not the only one that finds himself in that situation. So, uh, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I'd be kick. I, I'm sure I'll be kicking myself if and when I trade Lamar because watching him put up 
more uh, gaudy numbers against teams the rest of the season. But, yeah, you're right. Th- there's going to be some regression there. There's bound to be. Yeah. Uh, but uh, And wide receiver ones don't sell come around high. every day. And sell high. Just remind myself, sell high. Yeah. Take the names out of it and yeah. just look at the numbers. And I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, heck, you can feel offers from Mahomes too if you want to and play <laughs> Lamar Jackson and see what those guys get you. But it's just that in, in some years it wouldn't matter just because quarterback's so deep. And frankly, we thought it was going to be very deep this year. And so that, that dilution doesn't, you know, that, that may, basically means you're not going to be able to get the value you probably think you should. But with all these injuries, mm-hmm. I think you need to strike while the iron is hot before one of those guys gets hurt, your Mahomes or your Jackson gets hurt, or well, somebody regret. Well, then you'll then be I'll happy you I, had him. But yeah. you've got to regret for the next show. Yeah, so and then you, then you start overthinking and think, well, if I trade away Lamar Jackson, that's going to be a team that might be able to beat me. Potentially. Down, down but the line. <laughs> then he's not playing. Then they're not string Because we know, and I don't know what's on your waiver wire, but in a one-quarterback league, in a one-quarterback <laughs> league, nine times out of ten, you can stream the position. And so somebody's maybe starting yeah. Julio Jones and I think Eli name Manning's your on streamer, the <laughs> name, yeah. you know, against yep. you. And if that turns into Lamar Jackson and name your whatever their low-end wide receiver two would be, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm feeling better about my, in your case, Mahomes and Julio team or whatever the hell it turned out to be. Right. Yeah. It's it, it's something to think I mean it's about. a good problem to have but I think that it's worth having the conversation because you're not doing yourself any favors by just watching those points rot right on your bench. You right. at least need no. to be making offers. Tubi, who would you what what would you be if you're wide receiver needy or running back needy? Tell me where's that line? Who are the players that you're you know you're obviously you'd take Saquon for him, right? But I'm I'm saying where's the the sort of bottom end of the running back and the bottom end of the wide receiver would, you would accept for Lamar Jackson if you've got one of these quarterback one type players who I assume I assume that group you would still be plenty happy starting a, a Baker Mayfield or a Carson Wentz or a Matt Ryan and maybe I'm wrong there but yeah. would you trade Lamar Jackson for Chris Carson would you yeah, trade him for Nick that, Chubb that seems a little low now uh, you know he's gonna have to show me a little something although that line's better than been better than I thought it would be so I'm not quite as uh, as anti Browns running back as mm-hmm. I was carry on Johnson season. Yeah, carry on Johnson's like Delvin, I'm, Delvin Cook. I'm, I'm trying to name. No, there's probably a line somewhere that like second nine tier or there twelve, a bit probably. Here. Yeah, okay. I'm good. I'm good for now. Yeah, yeah. Carry on's an interesting one, just because he's getting so few snaps for such a talented player. There's yeah. so much more ceiling there, and we still haven't seen. They haven't had a uh, like inside the five carry yet, mm-hmm. so we don't know who their goal line back is. If it's Carry on Johnson, you'd be real happy to have him. Should trade he, him for Delvin Cook. Would I trade Kerry on Johnson? Would I trade <laughs> Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson for Dalvin yes. Cook? Yeah. I wouldn't hurt. Yes, I would. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. We haven't talked about him yet, so I thought I'd bring him up. Okay. All right. No, and I, I encourage folks to hit us up on Twitter if they're in this situation. Let us know who you you know who your other quarterback is and kind of what's out there because it's uh, yeah it's an interesting landscape to navigate. For and sure. we will answer your question with a gift. <laughs> you have to decipher what yep. it, what it means. I like that. And possibly words. <laughs> <laughs> talked about Fantasy Labs a little earlier, and I've been using it uh, playing over on Fantasy Draft. Like I talked about my my baseball. I, I Tonight I didn't get in any baseball action just because I was doing show prep and work and whatnot, but otherwise I've been playing show, baseball. Show what? 
Oh yeah, it's this thing. It's where you prepare for the sh- the podcast. Where we come up seriously with actionable, so kind of you know actionable advice. Do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Super. So unfortunately, I, I did not get any uh, any funds in on fantasy draft. But man, is it fun playing rake free on fantasy draft. Uh, every basically like when you're, if, especially if you're a tournament player, you know, on other sites you're watching. You know, especially if you watch for overlay, you're looking to see how many players, how many more need to get in before there's no longer overlay in this or whatever. If it fills, or if it's one less than full in any tournament you play on Fantasy Draft, that means there's overlay because it's rake free. So just it it makes it so much more fun to go in and knowing like, even if this thing fills after I've put my lineup in. I'm still, you know, I'm still getting the value. It says, you know, yeah. right there on the page, and so um, it, it's a small subscription fee that it's just based on how much you play, you know, how, how per month, basically, how many lineups, how many dollars and you're playing per it month for you right there. It how does, much, yeah. how much you're saving. So I already yeah. know, you know, I don't play nearly as much as you guys. I mean, I, I play enough that until, ho- until hockey season. I dabble. <laughs> then once hockey season comes, then it's just open up the wallets. But yeah. right now, I'm just kind of dabbling. Yeah. But I still I'm looking like, huh. Well, I easily would have paid for my first what I've saved and one yeah. oh, yeah. of my winnings. I, I would have easily paid for that right. month of uh, of rake free. So yeah, yeah, done deal. It's and you know if you just want to check it out, if you're like, you know, I'm not really sure about this. That's where the, our code comes in, FFP. So if you sign up, you get a free seven dra- seven day trial with FFP. So you can just see what just even if you just want to sit in the lobby and watch tournaments fill up and see like oh I could have played in this one and it would have been this much overlay or see, you know cops don't like when I do that they don't that I sit in the lobby yeah just, <laughs> what lobby, lobby oh, wait what, are we what lobby oh, are you the, sitting oh, in oh the, the game. game yeah okay, the game never lobby, mind the game lobby. never mind all right. all right all right let's uh let's talk 50-50 these guys are owned in 50% or less of fantasy leagues next John, Anthony, and Bo will discuss whether they're high-value acquisitions or not worth the risk. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time for 50-50 on the Fantasy Football Party Podcast. We have, let's see here. Well, by now, y'all y'all know how this works. And we are, every morning, we're, we're, we're trying to do this later and later so that the percentages... Wednesday mornings. Yeah, yeah the, the, the ownership changes around 10 o'clock uh, Central Time on uh, Wednesday mornings after all waivers have run on ESPN leagues. But and then it apparently changes again. Yeah, there's some later waivers. So, so uh, when we drafted, <laughs> all of the players that we're going to talk about were owned in 50% or fewer of ESPN leagues. And uh, we drafted a full team to try to help you out for your, uh, whether it's your injured quarterbacks or running backs or wide receivers. Pretty soon it'll be guys on bye week two you're trying to replace. But uh, we had some goodies last week. I mean, Josh Allen, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Eifert, Joe, my guy Joey Sly, uh, Nicole Hardman, DJ Chark, Frank Gore. There was a lot of good options out there. And then, you know, of course, uh, on the on the negative side, you know, Kirk Cousins, Kyle Rudolph, Willie Sneed, Ted Ginn, Giovanni Bernard, Mohamed Sanu, all various levels of meh to mm. Uh, but that's going to happen when you're picking guys that are owned in 50% yeah. or fewer. I'll take leagues. responsibility for Cousins and Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yeah. It's, that, uh, that did not go well. <clears throat> it was not pretty. No. Uh, so, this week, uh, I did I first pick? I did have first yeah, pick. I have the first pick. And uh, well, I'll start, but I did not start with a quarterback. But I am going back to the Jameis Winston. Well, wow, at quarterback. Fool me once, won't get fooled again. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I think that's a song. 
Uh, he is a 11,100 on Fantasy Draft. Actually, Fantasy Labs QB3, I use their cash uh, cash model on Fantasy Labs just to look at value. And QB3, now, my learned two weeks ago was Jameis Winston in cash. No, don't do that. So I'm not <laughs> saying to use him in cash. However, if you're streaming the quarterback position, only the Dolphins and Cardinals have allowed more fantasy points to quarterbacks through the first two weeks of the season. And, you know, while the stats weren't much to look at in week two, Winston actually looked much more comfortable in this Bruce Arians-Byron Leftwich system uh, in week two versus week one. And that was despite being on the road short week, you know, in, in Carolina, um, you know, against a better pass defense too. So uh, it might just be happening a little slower than we would have wanted. But I think that Jameis can still be a usable fantasy asset as soon as this week. Well, I don't believe you. All right, we'll see. <laughs> I got to stick to my guns on Jameis. Uh, my quarterback's Jacoby Brissett, uh, who I am actually starting in one of my leagues in place of of Drew Brees, uh, and I'm going to start him here in fifty fifty. He's still only owned in sixteen percent of ESPN. That's surprising, leagues. considering the quarterback landscape. It, yeah, same. It's uh, he's ten thousand nine hundred dollars on fantasy draft. He's back home this week. He was on the road the first two games, came away with five touchdown passes this week. He gets the Falcons at home, and the Falcons' pass defense numbers are very inflated right now after facing a Vikings team that only threw the ball ten times against them and then facing an Eagles team that lost everybody who's capable of catching a pass over the course of that game due to injury. So I think uh, Jacoby Brissett, uh, T.Y. Hilton, and Eric Ebron and so forth, they'll uh, maybe even Deion Kane or maybe even Paris – uh, we'll get s- something done this week um, against the I, Falcons. I, I want to um, elevate your advice to the point of, like, not only is Bo giving you these stats, like, he is walking the walk on Jacoby Brissett. We're in a dynasty league that Bo lost Drew Brees, and it's mm-hmm. a super flex league. And you yeah. got Aaron Rodgers and Jacoby Brissett left, yeah. and Mason Rudolph was on waivers, and uh, Teddy obviously was on yeah. waivers, and Bo spent his fab – in our dynasty league on wide receivers this week, I really, he... really, really needed wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> but you could have argued you really needed a quarterback too. But you have uh, Rodgers and Brissett, and I, th- I like Brissett every bit as much yeah. as I like more than I like Rudolph, yeah. and definitely more than I like Teddy Bridgewater. So for sure, that's what I'm saying. You've got the confidence in him, and I think that's uh, that's uh, I'm right there with you. Sticking to my guns, on yeah. he's just waiting for me to trade him Gardner Minshew. <laughs> I love that man. He's the best. If I had Lamar Jackson, I would trade Lamar Jackson for Gardner. Wow. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Well, I snuck in Josh Allen under the wire. He he was one of the guys that jumped. I think yep. he was at uh, in the 40s percentile. Now he's, oh, over 60. now he's over 60. <laughs> and so. maybe by now he's over 70. Yeah, he was, he was one of the guys that ESPN owners finally woke up to. Um, but I've got him for uh, $12,400 on fantasy draft against the Bengals. And Fantasy Lab still thinks that's the quarterback value number seven. Probably because last year the Bengals allowed the fifth most rushing yards to quarterbacks, and this year they've allowed the fifth most passing touchdowns. So one way or another, nod to uh, Debbie Harry, one of the few uh, (laughs) 80s singers that didn't meet their maker this past week. Shout out to Rick Okasik and uh, Eddie Money. Eddie Money, yeah. Uh, We're going to get Josh Allen stats. Pour one out for Eddie Money. All right. uh, And Rick Okasik. 
Speaking of aging folks, Frank Gore was my number one pick. <laughs> Just a nice <laughs> Going against Cincinnati this week, 9,200. He is uh, running back 25 in terms of value for Fantasy Labs, which, honestly, if Devin Singletary doesn't go, I do think that there is some uh, there's some DFS cachet here for Frank oh, yeah. Gore this week. I mean, even if Singletary were healthy, I think this would be a good spot for Gore, who through two weeks he's shown that he's the early down back. Buffalo's a six-point favorite this week, so game script should be in his favor. Um, you know, in in games where Singletary is healthy and they're going to be trailing, I'm going to be a little more uh, hesitant to use Frank Gore, but not this week. And then my second running back is going to be Rex Burkhead versus the uh, the Yets, uh, seven thousand. So he's pretty cheap. He's actually Fantasy Labs uh, running back four in terms of value, um, according to Fantasy Labs. Now. You know, this is a this is a New England backfield. So who that you know who really knows how it's going to go? His touches, uh, Rex Burkett's touches were uh, nearly cut in half. Week two, he had thirteen of them in week one, down to seven in week two. But you know, I do think he's probably in line to see a little bit a, a jump here. Just Sony Michelle racked up twenty one carries in last week's drubbing of Miami. This is going to be another game that they run away with and. I mean, maybe they give Sony Michelle that much work, but it seems for a guy who's you know battled knee injuries, it you know maybe they maybe they only give him fifteen, you know, or you know eighteen, and and a few more of those touches go to Rex Burkhead, and against this Jets defense, I think he could do a little something with that. Would it be wrong to say that Sony Michelle was? ready to go because they were in South Florida and he was able to get a massage on, on those knees. It would, he absolutely I, I think was. the Patriots yeah. organization nothing probably wrong knows <laughs> where, where he could get a good feels, massage. Now it feels wrong. Okay. <laughs> it See, went that's from, me. Just it went from go not to the wrong line and then to, jump right up. Yeah. Definitely wrong. Tiptoe, tiptoe, leap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my running backs, uh, Raheem Mostart. Uh, is he a must-start? I think Ooh. he's a must-start this week for Maybe. the 49ers. Against the Steelers, he's only owned in a third of ESPN leagues, 33.3% exactly, $9,200 on fantasy drafts, which makes him, uh, I, th- I think, a decent value mm-hmm. this week. Uh, fantasy Labs has him at a 60.6 rating in cash <laughs> models. Now, Mostert, uh, part of the committee there uh, for the 49ers, along with Matt Breda and Jeff Wilson Jr. with Tevin Coleman out. So last week he had 13 carries for 83 yards an hour, 68 yards through the air, and a touchdown against the Bengals. It's a committee, but it's uh, it's a good situation. I think he's getting enough touches per game. Last week it was 17 touches. That's that's starter type touches. They went crazy against that Cincinnati defense. It, he had more touches than Matt Breida, or more snaps than Breida, and I think more touches. Um, and Jeff Wilson, and Wilson of course had the two vulture touchdowns. It's yeah. Wilson is def- uh, another guy who's, you know, if you're in a tournament or, or maybe, something like that, you, you maybe reach that far. Malcolm Brown is my other running back. Uh, Malcolm Brown plays against the Browns, so we get a little Brown on Brown's action. He has Whoa. two touchdowns from week <laughs> one. He's averaging uh, 5.3 yards per carry on 17 carries. Didn't have as many touches last week, but... Uh, I still think he's going to get enough play. He's one of those, uh, what do we call them, uh, handcuffed handcuff with, with, with benefits guys. Yeah. Uh, and still only owned in 48% of leagues on ESPN. He's $8,900 on Fantasy Draft. Not a great value for the number of touches he's getting. But yeah. if you're a running back needy team, he's still probably sitting out there for you, and he's getting some touches. I think that was one of ACDC's lesser-known albums, Back in Brown. <laughs> 
<laughs> if the uh, if I, I I can't play drops because the input for that from my computer went down at some point and I it won't go back on. So pretend I gave you a rim shot on that. All right, one. excellent. Uh, for my wow. running back, I said shot. Yeah, wow. said, you said rim shot. Thank you. On a, yeah, I'm, I'm going not, with uh, Carlos Hyde. Talking now. <laughs> my my former chief, my only chief, who's now a uh, Texan. It's he gets the Chargers anymore. this week. Eighty five hundred dollars on fantasy draft. He's Fantasy Labs value running back number twenty three. The Chargers have allowed the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. And as much as anybody was on the Duke Johnson hype train in the preseason once he uh, was mm-hmm. dealt to the Texans, yeah. however. It's Hyde getting 60% of the touches in Houston. So Pretend I drop 60% of the time. It works every time there. All right. Thanks. I'm, I'm good at You pretend. can edit all these in afterwards, right? <laughs> I probably could, we, but spend we, hours. we know that I'm not going to do that. Right. My other back, we've talked a little bit about uh, Darren Sproles. He's one of three players I have that uh, Fantasy Draft is giving away. Uh, as a matter of fact, they're paying you. Asterisk, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> narrator no they're not really uh, he gets the lions and he only costs you seven grand so build the rest of your lineup and take one of these three seven grand guys that i've got he's fantasy labs value running back number 25 the lions have given up the fifth most running back fantasy points the sixth most running back catches the fifth most running back receiving yards i'm under the understanding that's what darren Sproles does is catches passes because he leads the eagles backfield in catches and receiving yards their backup tight ends hurt. Mm-hmm. Most of their wide receivers are hurt. I think Darren Sproles is going to see the field in some capacity, catch some balls, and do it for just seven grand. My boy is going to do it all for just seven grand. <laughs> Between Sproles and Gore, we've got like seventy plus years of running backs. Just uh, out well, of those two Gore sixty five. <laughs> The, I, I did want to ask you quick on Carlos. Oh, do you need a refill there? I, I do. I would like to visit the land of sky blue waters and get a hams, please. Oh, I'll have one of those, too. Nice. I think you guys should do 20 ounces, but 16 is is okay, too. Yeah, we'll do 16 so we could could have another one. Oh, you have a question for the show? All right. right. Should we get get them in now? I'd make him bring the beers myself, but that's just me because I'm thirsty. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, Darren's bringing him the beers, and then Uh, he'll have a question. A pretzel with cheese would be lovely. Oh, man, I love this. Um, it's two questions. That's a lot. Of, <laughs> we'll, we'll go. Actually, let's 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 pivot from the cheese and go with the the, the jail beers have its own secret sauce. It does for its burgers. Yeah. I saw it on the menu. Honey mustard. There you go. Yeah. Honey mustard for for Tuvi. Hey Bo, yeah. you talk some uh, football? Garlic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now hey. this is see. This is important. Sure, this is entertaining. Why people tune in? Yeah. <laughs> no, we want the little. Beers. I like that. Yeah. There's so many additional like. Just it's not just a pretzel. No, it's not. It's, they're delicious. Oh, and they're amazing. What was I? Oh, I was going to ask you. So, do you want to order dessert? Being oh, oh, they've the, got the, the floats. <laughs> I see the floats. Um, the, if you have Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde both, and yes. you only start one this week, who do you start? Um, you know, unless it's like a two p- point PPR league, I'm probably going Carlos. Hyde. You are. Interesting. This I think I'm still are, Duke. Are, are you, are you right? dropping Duke at this point? <laughs> I, you know, I think I'm going to squeeze. It's going to hold Duke in. I'm going to hold it <laughs> just a little bit longer. You know, just kind of clench. And we got it. We got it. 
Hey, the, you, uh, you opened the he door. He gave us the visuals, too. So. And I think that with uh, with Carlos Hyde last week, and there, it was pretty obvious Jacksonville wasn't going to score any points, so they just kept giving the ball to Carlos Hyde. I, I think that Duke Johnson, in a, in a game where they actually have to put something on the board, will probably still get – 50% or more of the work. So I think I would still go Duke in this right, one, but right. I understand the, the sentiment. All I'm right. a height apologist. You talk talk <laughs> what you are. Well, you're both guys apologists, really. That's yeah, what I that's asked. true. More, more height. All right. Uh, wide receivers, uh, I've got three of them. I think we all have three of them this week. Uh, Randall Cobb and Devin Smith, I'll talk uh, both of them at the same time. I took two Cowboys receivers. This is the Start Your Cowboys section. Cobb's 9900 on uh, Fantasy Draft. Not really a great value there per Fantasy Labs. Devin Smith, a little more of a value. Wide receiver 37 at just 6400 the Dolphins surprisingly have only allowed the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers in the first two weeks, but they did just trade Mika Fitzpatrick, so their secondary is even worse now. They're going to try um, to. They're going to try to allow. They're going to try to allow more. Um, Randall Cobb's his output actually last week wasn't good, but he still saw six targets. We'll get to your question in a minute, Darren. He still saw six targets after five in week one, so he's still getting the work um, you know that that you want that you'd want him to see. And with Devin Smith, I mean, this is a former second round speedster. He's had I want to say three ACL injuries. It might be two, but he's, he's only got two. He's, he's had some bad luck with the ACLs. Uh, he appears recovered. He only saw three targets last week, uh, but caught them all after Michael Gallup went down. We talked about him being out for two to four weeks. Um, and in this offense, it's going to be, uh, you know, he could very easily have a long touchdown in this game and put I up agree. some volume. Um, so before I get to my uh, third wide receiver, Tuvi, do you want to let Darren borrow your headset real quick? I don't quick? know that he wants my headphones. They're kind of sweaty. Are they sweaty? Uh, you know? He doesn't need to be on. All right, he'll just, okay. yell, just yell it. All right, so well, Oh, wide receiver's been a problem. Uh, yeah. We're talking wide receivers. Right now, non-PPR no. league Hollywood with Brown. Thielen. Oh, Hollywood Brown. I mean, at this point, well over 50% owned, but we yeah. would have him in this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of wide receivers, three three starters in this league. Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry, or uh, Nicole Hardman. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. I think we're probably all on board with Hardman. Unless you guys – Gordon has the blow-up potential. He does, but we just yeah. haven't Rather seen it yet, especially ball. with, with uh, Antonio I go Nicole Hardman. Yeah, I think Hardman's going to be – there's going to be so many points in that offense. Hardman's going to get his no matter what. For at least the next month. Until Tyreek gets back, yeah, I mean, and certainly you've, those are good problems to have there. The you know, though, there's not like a guy you're expecting to put up a zero in that group, so that definitely helps you out. So, ja- I mean, with you have if you have Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon, no, you don't have it. I mean, I mean, yeah, Josh Gordon is definitely like a hold for me right now because we talked about Antonio Brown earlier in the show and how any week, any week now, it could be any yeah, week. Um, yeah, yeah. Bet- between the time that that we answered this question and Sunday morning, it very well Antonio be, Brown could do three more crazy things yeah. and not be on the field. In which case, Josh Gordon, I think, vaults to the head of your list. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then one more question. All right, well, we'll, we'll hit you up. So I'm at three leagues. Three, yeah. Oh, I bet Andrew Luck, wow. Big Ben, and Drew Brees That's drafting a, in one do draft. Do not go to the casino. Yeah, is my I advice. agree. Good. Yeah, yeah. We were we were talking about the 
we yeah he should have been on earlier in the show and we were talking up mason rudolph yeah i mean we yeah he's uh, out of all the the guys that are recent additions to starting lineups mason rudolph is the the one we like here's uh, the test for both mason rudolph or gardner Minshew. gardner Minshew. yeah wow no that's putting uh, it right to you yeah i gotta stick with my guy gardner okay all right all right. Well, good luck. Yes. Way more swag. Yeah, yeah he, he does, does have so much swag. Although we haven't seen <laughs> a walk-up yet from Mason Rudolph. Yeah. He, he might. He, he, might. Mm-hmm. he could take a look at what Gardner Minshew's he... doing and say, <laughs> hold my beer. From, <laughs> for, what it's worth, for what it's worth, I actually go Mason Rudolph over Minshew. I don't know if you want to break a tie. I think I'd split the tie and probably go Mason. I just I don't see the same, same feeling I had last mm-hmm. week. I don't see that offense transitioning quite yet mm-hmm. to Washington State now. It may have. They end up trading Jalen Ramsey, yeah, and their defense kind of falls apart. You know, maybe that's that's Bo's trump card. He's thinking <laughs> that dude, that dude's gone. And See, I like D.D. Westbrook, and I like D.J. Good. Chark, yeah. and yeah. Fournette's pretty good. Yeah, and so I, yeah there's some weapons. There's well, no question. Thank you, listeners, for letting us uh, squeeze Darren's questions in there. We like to help out our our staff Especially here at JLB. Bringing us, beverages. they help us out. We like to help them out. So we'll back to our regularly scheduled programming here. Uh, my. Th- Third wide receiver for 50-50 was Nelson Aguilar going against Detroit. Fantasy Labs wide receiver 20 value uh, over on Fantasy Draft at just 7,800. And honestly, I, I like him even better than that, frankly. He had, so PFF has wow. this metric, uh, 19.4, or uh, it's called expected fantasy points, uh, basically using volume and opportunity um, and, and just to see on average what uh, somebody should have scored given what they um, what they had from a target standpoint and a de- average depth of target, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And Aguilar had 19.4 expected fantasy points in week two. That was the sixth highest among wide receivers. And if it weren't for that bad drop he had that he said he lost the ball in the lights, oh, yeah. I don't know if we'd be even having this conversation because he probably had been picked up in enough leagues that he wouldn't have been eligible for this. But no Alshon Jeffrey, no Deshaun Jackson, no Dallas Goddard, as we talked about. Aguilar is going to be in there. He's going to basically any pass play he's going to be out there running a route um and you know for me he he is a wide receiver two type of play this week this isn't just like a sneak and a guy at the end of your lineup um you know in a deeper league no, he you, is you put legit, him right in the lineup he is a legit play as Nicole hardman should have been for me last week speaking of uh he's one of my wide receivers yeah. who i have on my 50 50 squad this week i'm glad uh, our buddy brought up uh, Nicole Hardman because I got both him and Demarcus Robinson in our 50-50 draft, both of the Chiefs wide receivers. When we did this draft, at, at, as you mentioned, 10 o'clock, uh, shortly after 10 a.m., uh, Demarcus Robinson was owned in 1.1% of ESPN leagues. <laughs> when I checked back at 1, o- 1 o'clock, after just a few more leagues had run their waivers, yeah. He was up to 51.3% of fantasy leagues. Man. Half the leagues out there picked him up uh, this week. I like both him and uh, and Nicole Hardman, at least, like I mentioned, for the next uh, three, four weeks here. Tyreek Hill was reportedly in the locker room uh, on Wednesday without the sling, dribbling a basketball in both hands. Both hands. Uh, both hands. He's got the handles, Goodness. apparently. Wow. So he's shoulders feeling better. 
Maybe he won't be out as long as we think he will, but in the meantime, while he is, I like both Hardman and Robinson. Uh, they both uh, they combined to get in the end zone three times last week. Uh, their values have shot up to the extent that neither one of them is a great value for DFS plays, yeah. um, at least according to Fantasy Labs, and I guess I would concur. Both of them are over $10,000 on Fantasy Draft this week. My third wide receiver, Debo Samuel. You know what? I like the 49ers receivers in best ball. So I'm not not real sure why I took a chance at Debo here this week, but because uh, you never you just never know which one of them is going to step. Mm-hmm. This is probably the Dante Pettis week, uh, for all I know. But he's only owned which of eight. his zero targets did you like most last week? Yeah, <laughs> he did play a lot more snaps though. Well, and Debo the, the week before did absolutely nothing, and yeah. then last week he had seven catches, 87 yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So. Who knows? But I'm taking a chance on Debo Samuel against the Steelers. He's owned in fewer than uh, 20% of ESPN leagues. Only $9,300 on Fantasy Draft. I'm going to go with Dante Pet. No, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Any Um, more? He's uh, probably available. Chiefs wide receivers out there? Well, if there were, Cowboys wide receivers. Snapping them up. I'm going to chase some points. Um, And again, he's not a a value. $10,300 for DJ Chark on uh, Thursday night against Tennessee. Fantasy Labs has him. I, I stopped counting at how low he was as far as the value. Um, and like I said, it feels like chasing points. But 201 yards know, and a man. touchdown in He's each of the first two games, I, yeah. I'm willing to take a shot on uh, a guy that did you check if he he feels like a guy that probably is on more than 50% of rosters at this point. Um, I can take a quick well, it's a, it's another It's here. another player that has draft capital. I mean, we both talked Corey Davis last week, and, yeah, Davis is a first-rounder, but Chark was the second-rounder, just like Devin Smith was the second-rounder and fought mm-hmm. through injuries. He's in a situation now that he might be able to be consistent. I, and along those lines, uh, going back to my last week uh, uh, deal, I did drop Anthony Miller and picked up D.J. Chark, both second-round picks by their respective yeah. teams. Uh, just today in the waiver runs. But you probably like the quarterback better in Jacksonville I than sure the one in Chicago. Do. I sure same. do. So does Maj. <laughs> um, along those same lines, a little cheaper, $9,100. But, again, chasing uh, points, touchdown in each of the first two games. Terry McLaren of the Redskins, he gets the Bears this week. Fantasy Labs has him at uh, wide receiver value number 40. Uh, I was shocked that that guy isn't on 50% of rosters yeah, yet. Again, nice. Sharks still in the 30s, 30% oh, that's, range. That's crazy. Uh, McLaren Just is a, a guy that looks to be maybe the quarterback that when Dwayne Haskins, Haskins takes over, um, that's going to be the Three guy seen, that, yeah. that he's uh, throwing to. I mean, he's already their wide receiver one. Right. Yeah. In terms and, of and we've seen Case Keenum feed some receivers before. Yeah. You know, Case hasn't been... Bad. Awful. Yeah. Five touchdowns. Can the Bears it's get no Case complaints. Keenum? It's not nothing. <laughs> yeah, can the Vikings get Case Keenum back? Uh, wow. Yeah, lots of options. Uh, my third receiver, my flex guy, and this is another of my $7,000 Warriors. Uh, they're giving him away on Fantasy Draft. In fact, uh, I think you get a $10 off uh, coupon good for your next purchase of Danny Amendola. He gets the <laughs> Eagles, who have allowed the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, I'm taking him coming off a shutout. He had zero Point zero zero yeah. last week, but he's two weeks removed from thirteen targets. If you average him out, that's yeah, six and a half. That's six an and a half targets yeah. a week, which I'm I'm all on board for. Uh, we've talked about it in, on the show. Uh, I don't think this season, but basically, if you make a team of of players on fantasy draft whose value declined from the previous week, you are going to exceed expectations in terms of points. That's just the way. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll tight ends, real quick. I'm going Will Disley. Uh, going against New Orleans, seven thousand. Uh, 
not a uh, value tight end, but you're chasing a touchdown here. To, you know, tight ends this a, value a brutal <laughs> position. Yeah, um, he caught all five of his targets last week, including two touchdowns. You know, this dude he's six four, two sixty five. He's a prime end zone target. He now has four touchdowns on fourteen career receptions in six games. So he's it's a good ratio. Yeah, he's gonna inevitably get you a goose egg. You yeah. know, if you keep trotting him out there. But if all you're doing is you know grabbing you know, a warm body off the waiver wire, this is one who's got a better chance than most to score you a touchdown. If you haven't figured it out by now, this is the start all your Cowboys week, so my tight end is Jason Witten. Hell, I'd even go Blake Jarwin in a pinch this week. Wow, uh, that's crazy. <laughs> I've never seen anybody take Blake Jarwin in the draft. Uh, who knows? By the second half, the Cowboys might be up by three touchdowns. Tell old man Jason might to go, be? S- yeah. go sit on the sideline for a while and let Blake Jarwin <laughs> He's done that before. And pull that rabbit right uh, out of his head. Uh, so Jason Witten's my guy Please. against the Dolphins. And now I think we've named every Cowboys re- eligible receiver. Very much. Uh, my tight end is going to be Billy Joe Dupree, who he played for the Cowboys <laughs> in 1975. Uh, if no, he's not available, not. I'm going to go with uh, my third $7,000 bargain. They're, pay- they're giving him away. Literally, you you put Eric Ebron in your lineup at Fantasy Draft, Within 10 minutes, a Brinks truck will pull into your driveway <laughs> and start unloading money bags. I don't believe you. He's Fantasy Labs value tight end number eight. He gets the Falcons. He had a touchdown last week. He should have had a touchdown in week one. Zach Ertz just saw 16 targets against the Falcons. I think Eric Ebron will see a few looks with that uh, banged-up receiving core. And, you know, the guy only had, what, 106 touchdowns last week. Maj hated him every I, you week. You know what? I actually, more, I actually like Eric Ebron No! No, that's not what I <laughs> My tight end's going to He's be He's got an awesome Blake quarterback. Charling. He does. That's a good point. Jacoby. Um, what do I got? Oh, let's do uh, kicker and defense. I'm going with uh, Matt Gay, the Tampa Bay Bucks kicker. Matt Gay against the Giants. Bucks have the fourth highest Vegas implied point total. Worked out well for me uh, going that route with Joey Sly last week. So, I'm going to go Matt Gay in this one. Um, Caught myself. Uh, Packers defense special teams going against Denver. Uh, 6,900, pretty nice price. Uh, 12th value at the position uh, from Fantasy Labs over on Fantasy Draft. That Packers defense, impressive against Chicago and Minnesota to start the season. Uh, It's funny, we... They were one of the difficult schedules coming into the year, and now they're two and zero. Things are looking yeah, looking up. They, they never lose. They haven't. Uh, no, they. You're, Aaron Jones, right. maybe. Aaron, yes. Aaron Rodgers are correct is about a that. candidate. Yeah, um, you know now they're getting Joe Flacco and Lambeau. Uh, through two weeks, Green Bay has a top five Pro Football Focus coverage grade, and they are tied for the league lead with five forced turnovers. They also faced Mitch Trubisky and Kirk Cousins. True, right. a lot of truth to that. In fact, there's 100% Can't argue truth with to any that. of that. Yeah. Uh, my kicker is Zane Gonzalez of the Cardinals. He's 7-for-7 seven seven on field goals through two games this week. He's at home and against the uh, probably the Cam Newton-less Carolina Panthers, and he's still available in well over 90% of ESPN leagues. And we haven't named the Cowboys defense yet. We haven't. We will. Until now. <laughs> they were very nearly my first pick. They, they <laughs> went, I believe. I almost took them one overall. I, I got them in, in the second round of our If we were still keeping draft. score, I would have taken them first overall. <laughs> Cowboys defense, $7,100 on fantasy draft this week and worked every single penny of that. He is the number one. They are the number one defense value, according to Fantasy Labs this week, on fantasy draft. 
really no explanation further necessary <laughs> here. Just stream them and DFS them, all your DFS lineups. You know, I think you can really tell how your lineup is put together by just naming your kicker and your defense. Um, so I've got the Sly 49ers. <laughs> Bo, who have you got? I've got the Gonzalez Cowboys. All right, and Maj? Not, not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maj, <is> kickers. Okay. <laughs> and your defense is the Green not Bay. Not going to do it. Okay. All right. Tried to set him up. He wouldn't He wouldn't play along. But it's my turn on the uh, Joey Sly train against the Cardinals. There will be some points put up in that game. I'm going to take uh, him to do my kicking. The 49ers get a rookie quarterback on the road. They are $6,600. Fantasy Labs value number 10 among defenses. The Niners are terrible. They have, no, no. They have, they're the, you. The, the, You're terrible. The Niners, you specifically are terrible. Well, there's, there's, you can't really argue that. But the Niners are the number two fantasy defense behind the Patriots. They have they're seven sacks, week. four interceptions, two defensive touchdowns, and they get, like I said, a rookie quarterback on the road. So... Sly 49ers. Bo? Zane Dallas. And with that, (laughs) week three fantasy football party podcast brought to you by Fantasy Draft is in the books. Hour and ten minutes. We just can't help ourselves. Can't, so I can't quit at least at least we us. stopped trying to say we were going to do shorter shows. We're just we're embracing we who we are. We wish we weren't liars. We yeah. I, I mean, I blame Darren for like ten minutes. Of That's this, true. Good yeah, point. we would have been he, he well us under. <laughs> he did get his beers. So all right. Well, cheers to Darren. Cheers to JL Beers. Thank you. Uh, cheers to Fantasy Draft and Fantasy Labs, and uh, to you fellas, to me and Bo, and of course all of our listeners. Like we said, hit us up on Twitter with any questions you have. We look forward to helping you out and hopefully seeing you here on Wednesday nights. JL Beers in Burnsville, Minnesota, 7.30 p.m. each and every Wednesday. For two of you for Bo, I'm Anthony Maggio. Good luck this week. We'll catch you in week four.